the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. Enjoy the show. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. Good afternoon, friends. So good to have you today. It's Open Phone in Friday. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, and I'm glad that you tuned in wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of the computer watching me on Facebook Live. Thanks a lot for tuning in there. My handle on Facebook is at Anderson Speaks. And that's also my handle on Twitter and Instagram. So thanks a lot for tuning in. And, of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country, WAVA 105.1 FM, right here in the nation's capital, covering all of Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia, and Maryland, along with parts of Pennsylvania and West Virginia. Well, guess what? Today's show is all about you. That's right. It's all about you. It's open phone in Friday. Whatever question you have for me, you can fire away. We can talk about any topic you want to talk about. Race, religion, relationships, or politics, or education. What is, it? what is it? What do you want to talk about? Is it personal? Is it political? Is it organizational? Is it leadership? I'm a pastor of a church that I started 25 years ago when I was 25 years old. So you've got a pastor. You've got a, a brother. You know, I have a uh, two sisters and a brother. So I'm a sibling. I'm a son to a mother and a father. My dad's gone home to be with the Lord. My mom is still living and she listens every day. So, hey, mom, thanks a lot for tuning in if you're listening today. Uh, But I'm also a husband. Yeah, I've been married for 20, well, almost 26 years in the next month. I've got three children. Uh, A couple of them are teenagers. One's an adult about to graduate college. So uh, I tell you all that. Why? So uh, in case you want to ask me a question in one of those zones, feel free. Not to mention I got my doctorate of philosophy in, in the sociological integration of religion and society from Oxford Graduate School, a small English tutor campus in the hills of Tennessee, as well as doing some study at the University of Oxford as well. But I'm really proud to tell you I graduated from the Moody Bible Institute, where I got my bachelor's and my master's degree. So a diversity of education as well. And I'm a good old brother just to hang out with you as a friend here on radio. So now you know enough about me. If you want to ask me a question, it can be a real question. That's why we call it Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It can be theological or it can just be personal. You just want to kick it. Here you go, ladies. Maybe you just need to talk to another man. 
uh, and uh, you want to get a man's opinion on something, I'll tell you. I'll be real. All right. And dudes, you want to call me and say, look, I need to I need to hear from another brother, (laughs) a male dude that gets it. Well, guess what? I think I get it. Here's the good news. You can ask any question. I can't answer any question because I'm not that smart. Uh, But we do know the one who has all the answers. And we've got the good book right here uh, that I that I'm holding in my hands. And so with God's wisdom and with a lot of smart listeners, you can give me a call and we can kick it. Okay, at 888-432-7434. That is my number live in studio. Triple eight four three two seven four three four. What do you want to talk about? I'm going to say a word of prayer because I like to always do that to commit the show over to the Lord, give you a little more information. The phone lines are open now, so get in where you fit in. Triple eight four three bridge. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for another day, another week. Uh, We're so grateful to be alive. And as we talk today uh, with one another and pull up a chair to the uncommon table, give us your wisdom today and you GPS the show any way you want and we'll follow you along the way. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Together, everyone said, amen and amen. Well, if you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. And if you're not new, then you can say it with me. Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and then Open Phone in Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about today is Friday. That's fair game. You know, on Marriage Monday, we talked about marriage barriers What barrier stone do you need God to remove between you and him or between you and your lover? On Tough Topic Tuesday, we talked about uh, what big stone do you need to be removed in your life? We built those two shows on Mark chapter 16 when the ladies went to see the, uh, the body of Jesus and they were concerned and they asked the question, well, who's going to roll away the stone? And when they got there, what they were worried about was no longer an issue because the Lord had already removed the stone. There's some things that are too heavy for us to move, but God can move it. So what are you worried about? Don't worry about it. It may be too heavy for you, but it's not too heavy for God. Amen. <laughs> wisdom Wednesday, we talked about the wisdom of handling mental distress. And then yesterday, we talked about the theology of eternity and everlasting Life, So, boy, we had a great week, and I can't wait to talk to you. So I'm going to go right to the phone lines now. Let me give you my number once again, 888-43-BRIDGE. All right, let's kick it off in Woodbridge, Virginia, with Lionel, who's on the line. Hello, Lionel. Welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Anderson. I'm doing okay. I'm doing well. Good. What's your comment or question, please? I had a question, uh, you know, after you and your wife or your spouse separate and you reconcile toward one another and you both have, you know, been moving up in the Lord, you know, doing different things within the church and all of a sudden your wife said that she don't think that we're going to make it, what do you do? I mean, how do you handle that? Well, you know, that's a tough situation. You got to ask, why don't you think we're going to make it? And you got to be listening with both ears and an open heart because it could be a cry out to say, hey, listen, if we do not change something, I don't have the strength and the energy to keep going like this. The good news is it doesn't mean 
that she's walking out the door. It doesn't mean that it's over, but she's feeling discouraged or pessimistic about your future. So if I were you, I would want to listen to her to find out why do you feel this way. And the bigger question, not only why do you feel this way, but what do you think that we could do in the future to help keep us together and let her give you some positive, I mean, basically it's negative criticism, but some positive ways to think about what you can do differently and what y'all could do differently in order to make it. What do you think? I've done all of that. I'm just, I just, I don't know what else to do. I mean. What did she tell you? Did she tell you some things that you could do that would well, be different? Uh, her, uh, just her response was just like, uh, just something's broken. And I asked her if she wanted to seek some counseling or whatever and, and see what we can do different because I was unaware that things Sure. What did she say? What did she say? Yes. Huh? Did she say yes to counseling? She just said that. She said we can think about it. I mean, Good. I haven't got a definitive answer yet because I've been out of town. Okay. Well, you that, know, taking you know much more work. But. That's good news then. So she's open to counseling. What I would tell you to do as the man is find the counselor, set the appointment. And then let her know, honey, here's the date. We're going to go to counseling. Take some leadership like that. She's going to be surprised that you did it. But I want you to do that. Find a good counselor, set the date, and say, baby, this is a date we're going to go. Uh, You'll be surprised how she'll respond to that leadership. Hey, listen, I got to run because I got this break. But as soon as I get back, I'm coming to you. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Digluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to ogs.edu today and apply or call one 800 Hey, it's me again, the voice in your head. Look, we've been back and forth about replacing that roof a million times. Just do it already. You're ready now and go with Home Fix Custom Remodeling. Why? Because you can trust them and their work is great. Increase the value of your home with Home Fix Custom Remodeling. Honest remodelers you can actually trust. Start living happier now. Keep your home cool this summer. Mention this ad for a free attic installation when you purchase siding or windows for the full house or a new roof. Visit HomeFixCustomRemodeling.com. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his brand new public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. That's another great way for you to connect and follow the good doc. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. Welcome David Anderson. Back to Real We're Talk not taking your calls David today. Anderson. Enjoy for the show. For more information about this program or to find resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. 
You can call our hotline anytime at 888-432-7434. For rebroadcast of this program or to watch live, visit bcctv.org. Join our text community and receive a free weekly inspiration text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. Now, back to Real Talk. And we're back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you on this open phone in Friday. I can't wait to talk to you, so I'm just going to give the number and go right back to the phone lines. Here we go. You ready? 888-432-7434. Let's go to Oduno from Washington, D.C. Hello, Oduno. Welcome to the show. How are you? Dr. David Anderson. Blessings. Dr. David Anderson. This is Tariq Oduno. I was following instructions from uh-huh. Janice. Uh-huh. Well, thank you, As Mr. Oduno. Dr. David Hey, thank you. I know you as Dr. David Anderson. It's uh, Professor Tariq Oduno, Dr. David Anderson. Thank you, Janice. Good to meet you. Uh, What's your comment or question, sir? If I had had a question, there are three women, godly women, who are known as the three three B's of education. Charlotte Harkin Brown, Palmer Memorial Institute, 1902, Mary McLeod Bethune, 1904, uh, Bethune Cookman and Dr. Nanny Helen Burroughs, 1909. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened to be your perception of them in reference to the body of Christ and being prophetic as women inspiring families, not only in the African descendant family, yeah. but families throughout this country and throughout the world? Gotcha. Thank you for your question, sir. And I appreciate it. Uh, let me go ahead and get to that. Uh, so uh, I'm not familiar with all of them, but two of them I am. And I would just say that more than prophetic, they were examples uh, of of strong women who had a sense of purpose, uh, giving of their lives, even in their early 1900s, in uh, the latter part of 1800s, giving of their lives to uh, not only teach us through their knowledge, but through their example, especially during a time uh, like uh, the early 1900s. I mean, how strong uh, is that? So prophetic in that they're great examples and something that some ones that we can look to, especially as uh, African-American women. But I think all women uh, and men, really, but all women can definitely look uh, to them and get a sense of inspiration. Thank you so much, Professor. All right, let me keep moving. I've got uh, Sean on the line from Alexandria, Virginia. Hi, Sean. Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well, Dr. Anderson. What's yourself? Oh, I'm great. Alive and grateful, my friend. What are you thinking today, Sean? Glad to hear. Hey, um, the reason I'm calling you today is um, I have a friend who moved to Florida a couple of years ago to go to school, and she ended up staying down there living in Miami, and... Uh, she, uh, her and I were very close at one time. We kind of became distant. And she reaches out to me periodically um, looking for help with different things. Uh, I, I think that I kind of developed sort of an anxious attachment with her. And recently, about a month ago, she called me up out of the blue and uh, shared with me that she had been a victim of abuse. And okay. uh, 
sent me pictures of how she'd been assaulted. She had stitches over her eye. That's terrible. Black eye and and, uh, a lot of terrible things. And naturally, I was very upset by it and angered. Sure. As far as, you know, know, I I, I wanted to do something to help her. But, uh, you know, in, in response to... The way that I reacted, she ended up shutting me out and uh, pushing me away. And well, how, how did you react that caused? How did you react that caused her to do that? I, I got I got very angry and upset and, at her. Uh, not at her, just at the situation. And I, I don't really know. Uh, I don't know. I bet she how thinks handle the situation differently. Well, Sean, I think she probably thinks yeah. you're mad at her, and she, it was her fault. She, you made her feel like it was her fault. Is probably my guess, and so that made her upset. I could be wrong, but usually, if yeah. a girl if a girl calls uh, somebody uh, after that, they need support and they need empathy. They don't need. Well, how'd you get yourself in that situation? Why are you with that guy anyway? All of that can come later. Yeah. What she needs in the middle of that trauma is uh, empathy. And is there anything I can do for you? And how can I pray for you? And uh, what is the best way to serve you right now? That's what she needed from yeah. you, she, right? Yeah, I, looking back, hindsight is twenty twenty, and I, I wish I'd handled the situation differently. But yeah. now I, 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 you know, I haven't spoke with her in a month, and I'm genuinely worried about her, her well being, and I pray for her every day for God to keep a hedge of protection around her and keep her under His wing. But I, I don't know how she's doing, and I'm just sure I'm worried about her, man. Do I don't you, know what to do. Do you have email for her? Yeah. You know what I'd do? I'd write her an apology email and a prayer email just to say, hey, listen, I didn't react well. Uh, that was on me. I really care about you, and there's no judgment here. I, I, I am just so sorry. Please forgive me, and I'm praying for you, and I'd love it if you give me a call sometime, but I'll wait on you and just leave it there. That way she can read it and digest it, and then once she reaches back to you, now you guys can – have the conversation again, and you'll get a do-over on that one. Awesome. What do you think? I'll definitely do that. Good idea? the advice, Dr. Anderson. You got it, my friend. Hey, yeah, let, absolutely. let me know in a week or two how uh, uh, how that works for you, okay? I will. Thanks right. again, doctor. You got it. Blessings to you. That's Sean in Alexandria, Virginia. Let's go to Nora. Nora's in Fairfax, Virginia. Hi, Nora. Welcome Virginia. to the show. Hi, how are you? Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi. I'm fine. Great. What's your comment or question today, Nora? Yes, I had a theological question, actually, and it's something that I've been wondering about for a long time, so I thought maybe I'd just pop it out there at you today. Okay, go for it. And uh, Okay, so um, when I was reading the Old Testament, I'm really fond of Psalms and Proverbs and so forth uh, over the years. It has been bothersome to me that there were so many concubines that David had and <laughs> Solomon and uh, and the fact that uh, David was called a man after God's own heart right. was a little bit disturbing given that he had all these uh, <laughs> women, all these wives and concubines and whatnot. Right. Um, it just seems so horrible. It's like yeah. prostitutes, really. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a sex addict to me, you know? <laughs> so anyway. Oh, Lord. Um, well, anyway, okay. So, so what's your question? Why it was condoned. Okay, so, so why was that condoned? Got it. Okay, and why was the you know why was he considered a man after God's own heart, carrying on having this type of behavior? It yeah. was very abusive to women, really. Yeah. So here's the thing: there's no excuse 
for bad chauvinistic culture. But that's what it was. Just like there was no excuse for slavery, but that's what it was. Yet God moved through all of these different uh, times within culture. Now, the reason it happened was because uh, God created one man, one woman, one lifetime, and we sinned in the garden. And so after that, once man was kicked out of the, out of the garden, right. the roles that they had, you know, became worse. So a man who's supposed yeah, to I, dominate, uh, you know, have mm-hmm. dominion, now he changes that to domination. And so what happens, you move from Genesis 3 to Genesis 4, you got brothers who are now killing one another. You got men who are dominating women instead of creating a domain for her uh, glory. And it just gets worse and Mm -hmm. worse and worse. And then on top of that in Genesis 3, Mm -hmm. yeah, you see the woman fighting for for position with the man. So I think that uh, that just became the culture of the day, and it became understood, and it became okay. And I'm not saying that it is or that it should be. I hope you hear that. But uh, that's got to be very disturbing for a woman that reads this. I'm with you on it. Right. Well, one thing I was just wondering is why it wasn't spelled out clearly that this was sin. Because I know, um, you know, it says do not commit adultery. It's one of the Ten Commandments. But why? So it's like if you're married to her, you can have a thousand wives. You're okay as long as you're officially married. It's kind of uh, yeah. But, yeah. but why wasn't it um, a commandment? You can have one woman as your wife. I mean, right. you know, just to straighten this out, you know, it just yeah, well, it doesn't make Well, sense. here's the thing. It did. I mean, it was very clear in the Ten Commandments. You know, it's it very clear. Well, it says do not commit adultery. But exactly. If you have ten wives or a hundred wives and you don't have sex with anybody but those ten or those that one hundred, any but, of those women in the next yeah, but at least hundred you, women that you married. At least you can argue for that one, though. How do you argue for the concubines? Well, yeah, then I don't know how you argue for those. Right, you know what I'm saying? So I'm with you on it. I think this is man's uh, twisted fallenness, Uh, and it became cultural. And there are probably today some things that we do that are cultural that come out of fallenness, and really it's not God's best for us at all. Uh, And I think it was wrong. I Mm -hmm. think we've learned that it's wrong. Now, there's a, a lot of people, believe it or not, that don't believe that multiple marriages are wrong. Uh, you know, and even the Mormon church for a while, uh, you know, and, and so that's not anymore. But I mean, to some degree, there's some cultures, there's some cultures today. I mean, I've been to several countries uh, in Africa. And I remember when we were in Swaziland, uh, you know, that you had people that had 10 and I mean, the king had 13 wives at the time. Uh, and then there was one church we helped uh, start in Kenya. And, um, you know, they got, you know, they said, Pastor, how do we how do we have Christian marriage? And when we talked about it, they said, but we have all these wives, like four or five wives. What do we do? We have four wives. What do we do? Now, let me tell you what I told them, Nora. You may agree, you may not, and that's okay. But I said, okay, you got four, no more. And that's the way I put it, four and no more. Because if you have those four, if you get rid of three of them, mm-hmm. uh, then those women become well, – What's the word? Uh, yeah, I, I hate to use, you know, yeah. b- bottom line, it's a bad thing to be uncovered and to be unmarried uh, and having been used by another man. And now you're out there. That's it's like, true. it's, that it's very, very bad yeah. for a woman like that. It would be. So what I it said is don't marry a fifth one, that. you know, don't marry a fifth one. Don't marry a sixth one. Just keep those four and no more. Uh, and then work out with them mm-hmm. how, you know, how this is supposed to to work but this cultural stuff at the end of the day i think you're right and you should have a problem um and there are things i have problems with by the way in the scriptures that i'm like oh no god really kill all the babies 
kill all the children, kill all the animals. Come on. What right. kind of God? You know, so I read things, too. Right. And I was like, OK, God, I don't understand it. I don't like it. But I'm just going to move on here. <laughs> I mean, that's honestly. Yeah, that's right. I guess that's what people have to do. You know, that's what I do. I wonder, like, yeah. how in the world was that accepted? Well, you know? I don't try to argue I for mean, it. At least, uh, I don't yeah, try to argue for it. God would have. Yeah, I know. But yeah. you would think that, you know, God would have appeared to him or made it clear that yeah. you, know, you can't carry on like this and whatever. Right. But, but I mean, think about yeah, today. You know? The biggest issues for evangelical Christians are things that the Bible doesn't have a lot to say about abortion and and homosexual marriage. Uh, I mean, again, we can find passages, and I, I'm a preacher. I can give you the six homosexual passages uh, that are used mm-hmm. in Scripture. But, I mean, think about it. If abortion, for instance, is so uh, terrible, God, why did you not speak more clearly, you know, as opposed to, you know, I knew you mm-hmm. in your mother's womb. Okay, that's good. But, I mean, this is huge, 40 million or whatever children have been killed. Or, right. or same for the homosexual thing. I mean, yes, I mean, I got some great passages, especially Romans 1 and all that, but uh, boy, this right. is a big, big deal. But yet, you know, sometimes I think that God needs us and desires us to obey his spirit, to discern. Uh, and there's some things mm-hmm. we just have to say, God, I'm going to leave it to you. I'm, I got this question when I get to heaven. Okay. So Nora and I, Lord, when we get to heaven, we want to ask you a, a few questions yeah. <laughs> and then we'll just of sit course. at his feet, Nora, and we'll just <laughs> let him explain it. Does that sound like a good plan to you? Absolutely. All right. Okay, listen. All the questions, right? There you go, my <laughs> sister. Hey, blessings to you. I got to run. I'll be back in three Thanks. minutes. And now, today's Pathway Minute with Dr. Robert Jeffers. Friday night and Saturday, I was in Minneapolis, Minnesota, preaching at a Bible prophecy conference. 5,000 people were there. They came from Florida. They came from Dallas. They came from all over And the majority of those who were there were there because they have heard Pathway to Victory on radio or watched it on television. I know that because I personally stood in line and talked to over 1,100 of those conference attendees. And I wish you could have heard the stories they shared with me about what our ministry means to them. I heard stories, individuals who said, I was driving in the radio and I heard the broadcast. I pulled the car off to the side of the road. And I bowed my head and prayed to receive Christ as Savior. Pathway Minute is produced by Pathway to Victory. To access the Bible teaching of Dr. Robert Jeffress, go to ptv.org. With interest rates near historic lows and home values at record highs, now is the time to consider a refinance of your mortgage. Hey everyone, this is Mike. And this is Brian of Fellowship Home Loans. What we have seen is the perfect storm, something we rarely see in the mortgage industry. Whether you simply need to lower your rate, or if you've done a loan modification, gone through a bankruptcy, or even had a short sale, New guidelines may allow you to qualify for one of our amazing programs. Whether you have refinanced in the past or even been turned down, give us a call at 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. Come and get your loan, Fellowship Home Loans. 
Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA, Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, NMLS number 60134. Futures and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Fire the stockbroker and hire yourself. I'm Scott Bauer, and I've been on the trading floor for 25 years. I traded for Goldman Sachs in the S&P 500 pit and was the first Amazon market maker at the CBOE. I am also the senior market strategist here at Trading Advantage, the leading educational firm teaching people how to become professional traders. Now, for a limited time, I am offering one of the trading techniques used by thousands of our students every day to help build their financial future. Get started right now by calling 1-800-288-0092. Leave your email address on my voicemail, and I'll email you my free trading technique and the Trading Advantage Daily Market Report at no cost to you. Again, 1-800-288-0092. That's 1-800-288-0092. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. Enjoy the show. Guess what? Facebook Live, you're on it, and I thank you for it. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, and thanks for tuning in. Make your comment there, and uh, make sure that you get my new book. It is available now. Just go to EmbraceGracism.com, and you can now uh, pay for my brand-new book, How to Think Like a Gracist. Now, if you actually... Uh, email me, I can send you a whole bundle of things, or you can just go to the website as well and get the whole bundle, I do believe. Uh, EmbraceGracism.com. All right. Now, 888 432 7434. That's my number live in studio. We are now into the second half of the show, I believe. So we're taking your calls, and I'm about to go to Springfield, Virginia to talk to Gilbert who's on the line. Hi, Gilbert. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. How are you doing, Dr. Anderson? Uh, very well, sir. Thanks for calling. What's your comment or question? Uh, actually, mine is a question. It's uh, like a theological related. Okay. Um, in the Old Testament, um, they said uh, Enoch and Elijah went to heaven. Uh-huh. Is that correct? Yeah, they never died, and they got caught up with the Lord, uh, yes. Like Enoch, for instance. Well, yeah. Enoch just kept walking with the Lord. Right. So he went but, into, et- uh, he went into in eternity with the Lord. Uh, right. In the New Testament, uh, when Nicodemus went to Jesus, Jesus told him that uh, nobody has ever been to heaven except the one that came from heaven. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to see whether there's a contradiction Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, uh, how, how do you reconcile the two? I see what you're saying. So I, I don't know, to be honest with you, uh, what the right answer for that is. I can tell you that there are several theological answers, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't know. Because So let me say that first. Okay, now that, now that you got that, and I'm going to turn you off just so we don't have the echo there, Gilbert. So let me just say I do not know. Now, having said that, I can 
give you conjecture of what has been said and some of the thoughts on this. But, you know, there are three heavens. Maybe you've heard about the three heavens. Uh, So there's up in the air, there's up in space, and then there's that third heaven beyond space, which is the domain of where uh, where the Lord is, maybe the third heaven. Maybe you've heard it like that before. Then there's God created the heavens and the earth, so that's that first domain of heaven. But we also say Father in heaven, like the place where he resides uh, way above way above space. And so then when those who died before uh, Jesus Christ, did they go all the way up to heaven where the Lord is now? Uh, I believe that they do. Some believe, however, that they go to Sheol or a place of uh, uh, Abraham's bosom. That's this holding place where then when Jesus went to set the captives free, Uh, as uh, Ephesians talks about after he was crucified, but before he rose again, he went to set the captives free and they followed him in his train of his glory. Then that's when he went and scooped up all the Old Testament believers, taking them to heaven with him along with the thief on the cross. So that is uh, a belief system there. There's also the idea that there is a new heaven and a new earth. And so uh, no one's been to this new heaven. And that could be, Uh, what uh, some are talking about with regard to Nicodemus or others, that he's the only one that's come to heaven and no one's been to heaven. So is he talking about the new heaven and the new earth? That's about all I got because there are different views of it. But to be honest with you, like I started and I'll say it again, I just don't know. I don't even know, honestly, I believe it by faith, but I don't even know how a dude like uh, Enoch so walks with God that he just doesn't even die. Like he just keeps walking one day like what is you know what does that look like do you just walk and then before you know it you take that one next step and when you take that one next step you're in another dimension like you step through a star trek wormhole and then like boom you're in this other dimension or do you go up and ascend i mean you know these are kind of questions that i'm looking forward to talking to the Lord about, but I think when we are glorified, we'll have better minds to know what this looks like. But boy, I would love to know what that chariot was like. And, and I'd love to know what that walking with, uh, with Jesus is what God is like until you just don't die. You just keep walking. What is that? So, uh, yeah, another David Anderson. I don't know. All right, 888-432-7434. When I get back, I'm going to take your phone calls. And Carla, it looks like I missed you, but that's okay. Call me back. I'll take your call first. And then after that, I'll catch uh, Daphne and Chuck. By the way, I have one, two, I have three uh, lines open. So, Carla, if you call me back, I'll take you on the first line because I know you've been holding for a while. And for those of you who want those other two lines, get in where you fit in right now, 888-432-7434. Seven four three four. Does your church have legal challenges? McCullum and Associates has experience with pastor church relations, administration and organizational issues, real estate issues, church liability, and risk management. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court. Call McCullum and Associates today at 301-864-6070. That's 301-864-6070. In bookstores now, Gracism, the Art of Inclusion. 
What if you take a negative word like racism and a positive word like grace and blend them together? Then you have gracism. The focus is on the positive both when it comes to ministry and life so that we can all reach the worthy vision God has laid out for us. There is no doubt that author Dr. David Anderson believes that through the movement of the Holy Spirit and by following the seven sayings of a gracist, we all have the capacity to become gracists ourselves. This book is a must-read for anyone who wishes for the extension of favor on their lives and the lives of everyone they encounter. Gracism, the Art of Inclusion is published by InterVarsity Press and can be purchased at your local bookstore, Amazon.com, or going to Andersonspeaks.com. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit Andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's Andersonspeaks.com. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. Enjoy the show. And I'm back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I've got an open line at 888-843-BRIDGE. Let's go to Crofton, Maryland and talk to Chuck, who's on the line. Hey, Chuck. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Pretty good. How you doing? I'm alive and grateful. Thank you so much for calling. What's your comment or question? Thank you. Um, well, my question is, is a church out of order if it's led by a woman pastor? Is a church out of order if it's led by a woman pastor? I'm going to say no. Uh, now, I, I can give you a qualification on that. When I think of my church, uh, anything that a woman does that's under my covering is okay. Now, if I'm not pastoring that church, I don't want to say that a woman should not be the pastor now because I don't know what God is doing. And so I do believe that God has given women the gifts of the spirit. And I do believe that God has given women uh, the ability to preach and to lead. What I'd also say to men is if you don't feel like you can follow the leadership uh, the spiritual leadership of a woman, then I would uh, excuse yourself nicely. I wouldn't try to keep her uh, from leading. So that's kind of how I would put it. And the other and the only reason why I had because um I listened to Joyce Myers time to time and a friend of mine, he was like, You know you shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, What's your name? Like, Well, you know, she's out of order and you're um, not following God if you listen to her and I thought that was a little strange. You know what I mean? I still yeah. feel that way. So well, I think that's it, why I asked, you know. Well, here's another thing. Joyce Meyer is not pastoring a church. Uh I think she's uh, uh an itinerant conference speaker i could be wrong on that plus she's married to a man named david who's her covering so again i would still say you know we can be we can listen and learn from from women 
uh, and you're not out of order by hearing God's word from a woman. In fact, the very first person to speak the gospel out was a woman because Jesus said, go tell, uh, you know, go tell the other disciples that I have been, you know, that I'm not dead. And so the first one to speak the gospel, yeah, the first one to speak the gospel was a woman. So now do I still believe in order? Yes. I still believe that God uh, made the man over the woman. And I do believe that that covering needs to be there, but it's hard for me to say it's wrong in every church because it's really going to depend on the polity or the governance of that church. For instance, can the woman be a pastor, but maybe the elders are male? Or is there a denominational male over her? Or can she just be the bishop and be at the very top? Even if that's what God does, I'm going to be okay with it because I'm just not smart enough to figure it all out. Yeah, I agree. So that's where I am on it. Thank you. All right, my friend, I appreciate you. Okay. Uh, t- you. T- talk to you later again. Everybody's not going to agree with me on this, but I do believe Acts chapter 2 at the day of Pentecost changed everything for the woman because it says uh, Joel 2 is being fulfilled in your midst right now where men and women will prophesy. Uh, And so, you know, I think that's huge. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. That's big. So the spirit of God uh, changed the game there. So I still believe in authority. I still believe that women, there's a way that you need to lift up a man and that you should have covering uh, under a man. If you are single and a a woman, uh, then your covering is the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, and if uh, he puts if you choose another man uh, to submit yourself to, then it's that man. uh, And then the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, uh, Christ is the ultimate authority. But it's kind of like if you were in a job situation, your boss uh, and then your boss's boss. Well, you report to your boss first, but your boss's boss is higher than your boss. That's kind of how it works. Uh, That's my two cents on it. 888-432-7434. Let's go to Beltsville, Maryland, where I went to high school and talked to Daphne, who's on the line. Hi, Daphne. Hi. Good afternoon, Dr. Anderson. I think you're absolutely wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate that. What are you thinking today? Okay, so I'm actually calling on behalf of my sister. Okay. So this is a relationship question. Okay. Okay, so after four years, my sister broke up with her boyfriend, and she's frustrated and, you know, feels that she's wasted her time, Mm -hmm. and that she's mid-40s. Okay. And um, so this... uh, her her boyfriend um, is from outside of Richmond, and so he has a place that um, he rents out, okay. and he's often there on weekends to fix it up and also to visit his family that's still in the area. Okay. So, um, you know, she's met all of he's met all of her male friends, but um, she hasn't mel- met all of his female friends. <laughs> okay. Yes, and so. Um, so it, it's like she's off when she's down there. It's only for a day. It's not for like a weekend or anything like that. But when he goes by himself, he's there for a weekend and, and days and, and things of that that much. So now, are she they hasn't dating? Him t- yeah, yeah. Okay, so they've been dating for yeah. how long? Four years. Okay, and she's feeling a little squirrely about the fact he's gone for the weekend, and she doesn't know whether he's playing around. 
or not. And he hasn't introduced her to his female friends. And so there's some trust issues on her part. And she's leaning on her sister about it. And sister doesn't know what to do. So she calls Dr. Anderson. Yeah, what I hear. Well, and she hasn't caught him cheating or anything like that. So she just want to make sure that, you know, it's – and then she gets angry. So she just – there's thoughts of insecurity, of course, based on past hurts. Uh-huh. But she just wanted to make sure it's hard to discern whether it's insecurity or if it's instinct. Sure. Did she – has she talked to him about it? She has. And um, he said the reason why she hasn't met um, some of his – Female friends is because he she acts crazy, and oh. she says she wouldn't act cra- she wouldn't act crazy if he uh, would just. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know that means if, that means uh, he doesn't want to introduce her because the female friends he has would be threatening to her. So that's what that means. Well, it, it, yeah, he, he ain't got no he, he ain't got no ugly female friends. Uh, then he'd be like, sure, meet her. No, if she's cute and she's got a nice body, he's like, mm-mm, you're not meeting her because then you're going to go crazy. And every time I come to Richmond, yeah, you're going to think we're fooling around. Is absolutely, yeah, my sister is absolutely gorgeous. And so, you know, but he has met all of her, and she has a lot of male friends, but she right. has nothing to hide. Sure. And so she feels, you know, it's not being reciprocated. Yeah. And she wouldn't act the way she did if the fact that he would just be honest with her. And, you know, so if it's a friend that's calling, well, who is this person? And right. it's like, oh, this is my friend Shirley. I'll just sure. say Shirley. And he said, well, you know, she said, well, why haven't I met? You don't talk about Shirley. Who is Shirley? <laughs> oh, that's just a friend. Well, you know, this is where we call uh, non-commitment. I mean, they are not yeah. they are not engaged. He's still running around. Uh, he's not ready to be fully committed uh, to your yeah. sister. And your sister has yeah. to make a decision uh, to what degree is she willing to allow him to uh, – continue to have friends and to run around. She has the power of choice. She can say, you know what, uh, until you get this area in your life straight, I, I, I can't I can't do this. And what that will do is it'll, it'll make them either run closer to her or further away. But she's got to draw that line when she's ready. Yeah, and she has drawn that line because Easter weekend, same thing happened. Like, who who puts in a storm door on Easter weekend when you're supposed to be here with me? So that broke up the relationship, but right now she's having a very hard time because now she has to start over and have regrets of, you know. Yeah. She's why she's given so much time. Yeah, so. she gave a In lot any of case, time. I just want to give her words of wisdom. I told well, her. Well, the wisdom is, the wisdom is she got to make a decision uh, how long does she want to let this happen. So he yeah. can make her feel more secure. She could be insecure, but he can make her feel more secure if indeed he really wants her. If he wants her plus the rest of his life, that's, you know, not singleness. You know, I mean, that's not marriage. So, I mean, he's still free to be single. You know, so she has to make a decision. Is she going to lock him down and say, honey, look, we need to get married and we need to have a life. And that needs to go bye bye if you intend to be with me. Now, if you don't intend to be with me, you just want a side uh, play and and you want to have several friends. I'm not about that. So uh, this is where I have to say goodbye to you. And then as a sister, you just be there to grieve with her. So that's my two cents. Okay, Daphne. Let me keep moving. And thank you so much for calling. Listen, I'm going to run to a commercial break. When I get back, 
I'm going to take uh, maybe one or two more calls. So if you want to slide in now, this is the time to do it. you got about three minutes to do it before we land the plane. 888-432-7434. And remember, you can get my new book. Just go to EmbraceGracism.com. And you can get my new book called How to Think Like a Gracist. I'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making MyPillow possible. Years ago, when I invented MyPillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented MyPillow. You can adjust MyPillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my MyPillows and get another one absolutely free. Purchase the best pillow you will ever own today. Call 800-517-3636 or go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WAVA. Notice the difference a good night's sleep can make. Take advantage of the buy one, get one free offer. Call 800-517-3636 or go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WAVA. Joining me right now, Mike Rakeman. He, along with Brian Sheely, co-founders of Fellowship Home Loans. Mike, as we're now all aware, the Fed uh, really, uh, recently kept its promise to raise rates. Uh, what's that going to mean for 2018? Well, you know, with uh, Trump's tax reform, there's two major things that pertain to mortgages. One is that on any new mortgages, if you already have one, your grandfather did, any new mortgages over $500,000, you cannot deduct the interest above five hundred. The bigger one, as it pertains to a lot of listeners out there, is that you can no longer deduct home equity loan interest. So the tax deduction on home equity loans is taken away. You cannot write it off on your tax returns. If you want to talk more about this with Mike or Brian, give them a call at this number. 1-800-804-SAVE-7283. That's 1-800-804-7283 or go online to fellowshiphomeloans.com. What happens when an abortion-minded woman hears her baby's heartbeat on an ultrasound? More than anything, I guess, is what helped me say, I cannot get rid of this baby. I saw the heartbeat that touched me strong. My whole attitude about my decision changed. And really, once I left the clinic is when I knew that I'm keeping this baby. Will you stand in the gap for an abortion-minded woman? The Ministry of Preborn saves babies' lives through ultrasound. By letting a mother hear her baby's heartbeat and see her baby in her womb, she will choose life 80% of the time. For $140, you can save five babies' lives. And right now, through a match, your gift is double. All gifts are tax deductible, and 100% of your gift goes to saving babies. To donate, dial pound 250 and say keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. You can also donate online at WAVA.com, keyword baby. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. Enjoy the show. 
It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Friday. So glad you've been hanging out with me all week. Let's go right back to the phone lines, talk to Stephanie, who's on the line from Maryland. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking? So, I don't, my mind's been thinking a lot uh, about women in the church. Um, Another guy just asked a question about it. So, I was like, oh, I should call in too. Right. Um, And so, I I read this article on Huffington Post. It was like about uh, this tweet that has been going around, this hashtag, like hashtag things only women in the church here. Or something like that. No, I haven't followed and that. And one of them was like, yeah, you can't preach or um, you need to be modest. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, your brothers will sin and stuff like that. Right. Um, and I was just one was on that. About what part of it? Uh, just the whole thing or more like the women in modesty? Well, I guess both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whichever one. I think you already answered the other one yeah i mean i I think that i think women definitely have uh power right and so this is why uh even even though eve was deceived her husband was turned because she said hey do this and he did it why because we'll do what women tell us to do uh my wife puts it like this you may be the head but i'm the neck that turns the head (laughs) (laughs) so y'all what that means is y'all have an amazing incredible influence then you throw your sexuality and the swag that y'all have. Y'all know when you do that thing with your hair or whatever, y- y'all can just, y'all can make a man do do anything, right? And so you need to steward that power. And so when I think of modesty, I think of a woman stewarding her power. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't look good. doesn't mean, you know, all those passages about you can't wear, you know, jewelry or makeup and all that. Okay, that's all cultural. Throw that out. But the principle of modesty I think is important not just for women but for men too that y'all have to realize just the power that you have so steward it well and if the women would think of the way they dress as power then they can steward it in a way that says okay I know I'm bad I know I got curves I know I can make a man turn his head (laughs) when they know that then they say but because I know I have this power let me steward it in a way that is going to be most winsome and helpful uh, not only to my brothers, but to men in general. And I think each woman has to kind of make that own, her own decision on that. I don't think some church can tell, you know, when I went to Moody Bible Institute back in the day, you, you couldn't have a skirt that was three inches, uh, like they literally had a ruler. If it was like uh, three inches above your knee or something, you had to change and, you know, things of that sort. I don't think we should be that legalistic. But I think each woman like yourself, Steph- mm-hmm. Stephanie, ought to just be thinking, look, I know I look good. I've got power. Now let me steward it in such a way that I can actually leverage it for good as opposed to for evil. <laughs> I guess that's <laughs> the best way to put it. What do you think about that answer? I think I think I definitely track with that. Um, that's something I've been thinking a lot about, and I, I think I agree with you on that. Um, but – I, when you were explaining the the, the preaching in the church yeah. part, yeah, I I kept thinking about that passage where Paul's like, uh, "Women should be silent" or whatever. Yeah, again, that's back to culture, and I don't have time to explain it today because I know the show's ending. But at the end of the day, yeah. that was actually women's liberation moving them forward, not backwards. I know that's going to sound really weird the way I said that. But you're going to have to trust me on it. It's like slaves in the back of the church; they were actually moving forward, and they couldn't believe they could be in the church. Uh, when uh, instead of being in the the field, so 
If we look back at it, it seems bad. But if you were in the fields, you're like, wow, this is progress. Well, women weren't allowed in the church, so the fact that they could go in but they had to be quiet was actually a good thing at the time. Dear Lord, we thank you for the weekend, and we just pray that you would be with us as we move forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.